Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. L. Duncan, Frank Isola, David Dennis Jr., Mina Kine. You people and people of your ilk devising a power index suggesting it's not even close. Kind of a wrap. Celtics rolling, Warriors folding. Do you believe you people? Let's go. No. No. Ready. Let me start it. Oh. Help me out. Pencil pusher. Are you guys ready to talk about the funnels or you want a few more days off? <laughs> NBA Finals, and back to that power index. It's not mathematical law. This is not L'Hopital's principle. But it is a big wow, right? Vegas has the Warriors as favorites. ESPN citing power says the Celtics are favorites. Good to the Warriors, despite that 123-0 finals experience, have some matchup problems here. Frank, I stole around the horn to you for preview. What are your first thoughts about the matchup advantages and how does it play out tonight in game one? Well, you look at what the Celtics have done all throughout the playoffs. Their size gave Brooklyn trouble. It gave Milwaukee trouble. Milwaukee's advantage last year in the playoffs was their size, and clearly against the Miami Heat. But remember this. They beat a Milwaukee team that did not have Chris Middleton, so they, need, they didn't have any scoring. And then Miami had Tyler Hero was hurt. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry wasn't himself. Jimmy Butler was hobbled. So that's not to make an excuse for Miami. That's just reality. So offensively, these teams could not compete with Boston. That will not be a problem for the Golden State Warriors. The way that they move the ball, the experience. So, yes, the size and physicality of Boston will bother Golden State. But for me, their offense is good enough to win this series. But the ESPN Power Index then, Frank Isola, are you just throwing that to the side? Are you saying the numbers Boston has in its favor or because the matchup issues uh, the previous teams had? Listen, I'm a company man, but they're wrong in this case. You know, Boston, to their credit, has won seven road games. But let's remember, game five against Milwaukee, games two and game six against Miami, where they didn't play well at home. So to me, the experience, the offense for Golden State gives them a slight David Dennis Jr., could the Celtics be the favorites here? Well, I'm looking at this power index, and you're telling me that we have a Davidson player going into a tournament as an underdog that nobody believes in him? Sign me up, baby. So I'm looking at the first few minutes of this game, and that's going to tell me a whole lot about this series. The Celtics defense, which I hear a lot about the switchability, and especially Al Horford out there on the perimeter, 0.72 points per possession allowed on switches on isolation. That's, you know, all world. But he's not out there with Steph Curry or Jordan Poole yet in these playoffs. We're going to see if the Celtics uh, make the Warriors look like they did against the Grizzlies, and that's going to bode well for the Celtics. But if the Warriors are doing those back screens and getting open on three, it's going to favor them, and it's going to be a short series. So David Dennis Jr. on the ESPN Power Index. Are you buying into it or are you selling it? I'm selling the index, but I'm buying that, you know, we got some underdogs here. Peter Kimes, how about you? <laughs> well, you know, David mentioned the Grizzlies, the Warriors' struggles against the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. and that was in large part because of the size they had. Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams. Uh, the Celtics have Robert Williams, which would pose that sort of issue 
if he were not injured. And that's a big part of why I actually favor the Warriors in this, because as much as the Celtics, and I think this is part of the why the power index favors them, were basically built in a lab to stop the Warriors, the size, the physicality, mm. the athleticism, the switchability that makes them seem like Mr. Smith in the Matrix, all of that confounds the Warriors' ball movement for <laughs> sure. However, this iteration of the Warriors is different from even a few months ago. I mean, even if Steph gets clogged up, he has outlets, he has other players to score. It's something we've seen over the course of the postseason. And when you talk about experience, Tony, to me that shows up in the clutch. I mean, we are one Jimmy Butler three away from talking about an all-time collapse with Boston, and okay. I just see that more likely to happen again. Oh, so I'm sensing uh, this is the sound of inevitability here, Vita Kimes, to use your line, no. uh, your movie, but our, the, the power index, you buying or you selling it? I'm selling it because of what I say, which is I think the Warriors have gotten better and better. Jordan Poole has gotten better and better and more important. Andrew Wiggins has blossomed into a key role player. And I think that wasn't a factor earlier in the season, which might be a part of the reason why they're not favored. All right, L. Duncan, I'll bring you in here on the power index. I need a yes or no. Are you with ESPN here? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm sorry. Um, Just because, like, you know, I know we hit the sports cliche. We go with intangibles. And, like, if all things are equal, you're going to go with experience and home court advantage, of which the Warriors have in droves. But I like what Mina said because it's really – it's an interesting point. It's like the Warriors are the millennial version, right, of what it was, the new generational version at least a few years ago of what it is to be an NBA team. And the Celtics are the Gen Z version of that. And as a millennial, we've got better credit. So I'm always going to go with the millennial. We've been there. We've walked that walk. I think tonight is really interesting, though, for the Celtics, because while we don't believe in moral victory, they have a few demons they need to exercise. Honestly, we need to see if they're healthier now, and we need to see if they can close out games. They were 2-4 and four in the last two rounds in clutch time, which is the game within five in the final five minutes. I need to see if they're going to be able to do that to know whether they'll keep up in this series. Frank Isola after the horn. You know, I'm the oldest panelist here, so I'm the one that's supposed to be saying don't even look at the analytics. I can't believe my colleagues aren't going with the power index. One thing to remember, Robert Williams, what's going to help him, he had a lot of time off now before game one. He'll have time off before game two and game three as well. Those playing every other day in the conference finals affect him because he was not good in game Make seven. Make a pick for tonight, Frank. I'm going to go Golden State Warriors. David Dennis Jr.? Golden State Warriors. Nina Kimes. I got the words, but I just want to defend the nerds for one second. 538, the website we own, had the Celtics as the best team the entire season when nobody believed in them. So they knew something. However, I think it comes to an end tonight. <laughs> okay, and L. Duncan, how about you? Cape for those analytics. I mean, I love it. Um, I'm going to go with dubs for the dub. We'll move on. How the Rangers beat the Lightning in game one last night. It's both a statement and a question for you guys. 6-2 the final. Nakwadinini, once again, in our face. Kreider's goal to start, but Toronto's later. Breadman getting in the action. David, were the Lightning rusty, the Rangers better? What, what's your takeaway from game one? I think it was like the rusty Lightning. This game was sort of over 70, 70 seconds into it when Vasilevsky, you know, allowed the first goal. It sort of took the um, steam out of the Lightning. The Rangers, the crowd was going crazy. The Lightning could not sort of get out of the box after that. I know it was tied for, you know, a little bit, but that game seemed to be over. I thought this was over a minute in just because Vasilevsky let up that first early goal to Kreider. Mina Kimes, how about you? 
You know, I'm not a momentum person generally, but I don't think it's possible to watch the Lightning last night and not feel like they had a lack of mental readiness, notably showing up in the turnovers, 28 turnovers last night, which, you know, was more than the Rangers. Prior to that game in the postseason, they were averaging 7.4 per game. I don't think it's going to happen again. L. Duncan. I feel like no one wanted to respect what the Rangers have been doing because up to this point they were facing like second and third string goalies. They just put up six on Andre Vasilevsky. He was allowing a goal or fewer in five straight games. Like, that is a big deal. Philip Hedl has been incredible. He's on a total heater right now. I just think that, yes, a lot of that has to do with Russ. They had a historic amount of time off to Tampa Bay, and they do not lose back-to-back in the playoffs. But to act like the Rangers are just like some fortunate son, I just think is disrespectful. They have earned this. Right, yeah, I'm not giving Tampa Bay an excuse that they had too much time off. That's on them. And L is absolutely right about Vasilevsky. He gave up more goals last night than he's given up in the past five games combined. Here's the thing about the Rangers. You go back to game seven against Carolina. They scored early in that game. They scored early last night. And when they get in front, and this is the first time in the playoffs that they've had a series lead. So they've always played by behind. There's a toughness about this team. And right now they're on a roll with a terrific underrated goalie. Nina Kimes after the horn. We're talking about Vasilevsky. He is 18-0 in the playoffs after a loss with five shutouts. So this series is far from over, and I actually expect uh, Lightning to rebound. David Dennis Jr. Yeah, I agree. Lightning, 18 straight wins after a loss in the playoffs. Obviously, they've won 10 straight series. I got him in game two. Mm -hmm. All right. One more story here, and it's the run of Coco Golf. Straight sets. A few sloppy bumps in this match, but light work. The semifinal win this afternoon in France. And on to the final goes the 18-year-old. Versus number one, Iga Sviantek, who also won today and continues to steamroll the competition on tour and here at Roland Garros. L, what did you see from Gob today? What are we witnessing from the 18-year-old's first run to a final? We are witnessing a relatable young person who is growing into their talent. When she burst into the scene a couple of years ago, we just already had visions of a Coco Slam in our head because she beat Serena Williams. And I think, you know, young people like the Serenas and Venuses of the world. They lead you to believe that you should be winning Grand Slams when you're 16 and 17 years Mm -hmm. old. Every year we see Coco get a little bit better. Every tournament we see her get a little bit better. She was in the quarters at Roland Garros last year, and now she's found her way into the finals. And what I also saw is what these young athletes are asked to do. And one of the biggest moments of her career... She took a moment to talk about ending gun violence, the conviction, a total inspiration for this new crop of athlete. Mina Kimes. Yeah, I think what we're witnessing is just incredible maturity. I mean, Elle's point about her after the biggest match of her career, having the wherewithal to show leadership off the court is incredible, but also just the way she plays. Uh, she seems wise beyond her years, which is new. The tactics, the adaptability is showing up, and it's all remarkable considering the fact that she will be the youngest player in 20 years mm. to play in a French Open final since Kim Clisters. David Dennis Jr., This is lightning in a bottle, and it's beautiful to watch. She hasn't lost a set yet, and 10 days ago or so, she was taking high school graduation pictures uh, (laughs) before she was going to go play. It's just beautiful, and like right now, in the state of the world, and it feels so hopeless for kids to see a kid just living her dream and just being an inspiration. It's just so beautiful to see. So how can you not root for her? Frank Isola. Uh, and this is a whole different ballgame. Fiontech has won 34 straight matches. She's 17-0 since being named the world's number one. And she did win this tournament uh, a couple of years ago. Here's the thing that Coco has going for you. How do you win the French Open? You have to be able to crush the ball, check, and you have to be able to move, which is important. I just wonder now, 
first major final. A little bit of the nerves. Could that affect her uh, on Saturday? Serve. Miles per hour was 115 today. Ooh. Taking a break. Buy or sell on the other side. Ooh, just an email. Company-wide email just came in during your basketball power index <laughs> critiques. And yes, okay, David, Frank, L, Mina. They're okay Not with on me. the show tomorrow. Interesting. Okay. That's All right. Mina. I defended Mina's 538. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Buy or sell. She did. She defended him. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina, part of happy hour. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. Oilers Avalanche, game two tonight. Game one rolled out 14 goals, as you know. Had goalies everywhere. Covering their eyes, what does tonight have in store for us? No Darcy Kemper tonight for the Avs. So they're going with Pavel Francouz in the net. L over under 10 goals tonight. It was the Oprah Winfrey of hockey. You get a goal, you get a goal. Both teams had a goal from all four of their lines, and you just mentioned it. The starting netminders in that game gave up nine. Now that Darcy Kemper's out too, take the over all day. All right, guys, Sola. You know, it's, it's hard to – I'm going to bet the under on this one because at some point, you know, you have to defend to win the Stanley Cup. You know that Edmonton in the first round did have two shutouts? And against Calgary, there was a one-goal game there as well. But they have already lost two games in the playoffs where they've scored six goals. That is hard to do. David Dennis Jr., over under 10 goals tonight. I'm going under, and it's about Mike Smith. He's been horrible in game one so far, 0 for 3. 6.77 goals against, 0.823 save percentage. But in game two, he's 2-1, two, uh, two and one, 1.3 per, uh, goals against, 0.96 right. uh, save percentage. I think he's going to come through in I game two. I think you are experiencing the, the Mike Smith experience here. Mina Kimes, how about you? I'm smashing over. I just think this is one of those series where both offenses are better than both defenses, which on one hand, you know, you look at these teams and you see four number one picks, uh, Nathan McKinnon, Connor McDavid, and you think, of course, they have stars. But 
13 different players scored in this yeah. game, which is the most since 1993. We're talking about a diversity of options, and I expect it to continue. Well, you got to Nymean. I got the Oilers. David. Oilers. Frank. Abs. L. Abs. What are you laughing at, Al? What, 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 I'm laughing because I'm laughing because as a sports center anchor, I understand David's struggle. Saying hockey stats is the hardest of all of the stats. And there was no impossible. struggle there. I didn't see a struggle They're here. Not what are you sexy. talking about? It's not sexy. <laughs> it's not. Come on here. We'll move on. Buyers and sellers. 0.8 goals against replacement. <laughs> oh, I think about it all the time. So what do you get? Uh, you know, the interest change and the. And the grind, I think, wears on you a little bit more. And the, the football part's the easy part. That's that's the, the joy. It's the other stuff that wears on you and, and makes you think about uh, life after football. Um, All I can right. definitely see the end coming. Another offseason meetup. Another uh, Aaron Rodgers honesty confessional. He did win the match with his, with his putt there, uh, in the match with Brady Mahomes and Allen. How'd you hear Aaron Rodgers? Um, I, I'm hearing something you hear a lot from older football players about the grind. I'm buying his honesty, but I'm selling the notion that he's retiring anytime soon because he just signed a hundred and fifty yeah. million dollar yeah, contract. And if they were we to let him go in two years, it would be a hundred million dollar dead cap hit. He's not going anywhere. David. Yeah, okay, that was a bunch of word salad from Aaron Rodgers. I'm not entirely sure what he was saying. He's going to retire eventually. This is about Tom Brady lifting up another teammate who struggled to score in the clutch and getting him to the finish line. Right, guys, Sola. Football hurts, so of course he's thinking about the end. But what did he do when he made that punt? See the punt. He see the way that he punted uh, his fist? That's the competitive nature of professional players like that that keeps him going. Mina's right. The money and the competitive nature. The body language of Aaron Rodgers hitting a putt in a fake match and, and applying it to his NFL career. El Duncan, how about you? Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers is the cure to insomnia. Just listen to him talk. Oh, my God. When I was young, someone had convinced me that you could dig and get to China, right, if you kept digging. Yeah, that was as fruitless an effort as trying to find meaning in anything Aaron Rodgers says. It was just reflection. Let's move on. Wow. Flames goes very nice with what you're wearing today. I'll tell you that. Fire Cell 3, U.S. Men's National Team 3, Morocco nothing. Big win over one of the best teams from Africa. And in the World Cup field, and it's a cup warm-up here. After the game, Christian Pulisic called out fans for not showing up. They played in Cincinnati. The stadium was a quarter empty. Frank, what are you buying from the game? What are you buying from Pulisic throwing heat at U.S. fans? First of all, Pulisic's touch on that first goal, as the soccer snobs and Mina Kimes would say, that was exquisite. What he said after the match, there's a reason we don't play Mexico in California, why we don't play them in Texas. But guess what? Christian Pulisic, stop telling fans what to do. You make a lot of money unless you want to pay for everyone's ticket. I always have a problem with athletes and media telling fans when they should go to games and not go to games. Leave the fans alone. Let them do whatever they want. And Frank, the Flames go very well with the heat coming off of your face there as you were saying that. L. Duncan, how about you? He's right. Like, y'all, stop it, Christian. It was a game with the World Cup six months away against, like, an opponent that's mm, not exactly a huge name that we all knew the U.S. was going to beat, and the tickets were over $100, and I think it was supposed to rain in Cincinnati. Like, what do you want from these people? The fact that 19,000 people showed <laughs> up is Mina Khan? You know, normally when an athlete complains about the lack of attendance, uh, my response is usually play better. But the thing is, 
They have been extraordinary in the U.S., winning their last 24 games on home soil. So I do agree with him that they deserve more fans, but I think my colleagues make great points about the logistical challenges in this one. David. Okay, I get Cincinnati crowd might have been bad, but you can't say that about the U.S. crowd anymore. I'm going to begrudgingly say something nice about L's Atlanta. Like, you come here to Atlanta United games, there is a real soccer culture here, so you can no longer say that U.S. fans do not care about soccer. All right, repping the name behind you, I see that. Cincinnati's in play to host when, when the U.S. hosts the World Cup. Cincinnati's in play to be a site, you know, one of, one of the final 20 or so cities. A lot of fans there. There are fans there. Frank Isola. L. Duncan, you yeah. brought the flames today, but you won't be in showdown. Mita Kimes, David Dennis Jr., showdown, two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Around the Horn is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. The deadline to announce whether you're staying in the NBA draft. Well, nearly everybody put their name in state, but somehow Gonzaga, who could have lost every starter, had uh, three coming back. Drew Timmy came back with the I'm back, like Michael Jordan. Mina, can you go with the Jordan I'm back if you're Drew Timmy in this situation? I think you can if it's clearly tongue-in-cheek like it is here. But what's not a joke, Tony, is his motivation for coming back. He can improve his draft status and make some of that sweet, sweet NIL money while he's at it. David Dennis Jr., Yeah, I agree. This is good for his career and NBA standings, possibly, and great for Gonzaga. But can we please stop gentrifying Michael Jordan's I'm Back? This is like the Kids Bop version of Cardi B's WAP or like an acoustic cover of an Outkast song or something. Just let it go. Please, leave it. Let it lie. Fire take from David Dennis Jr. in Showdown. We'll move on. Showdown 2, check out these new seats. That'll be at the RBC Canadian Open next week, 100 feet above the course. All right. So instead of walking the gallery, you're 100 feet above the course. David, would you sit there? Absolutely not. I have a lot of pee-related concerns when it comes to being suspended in the air, fearing for my life, and drinking. Me, and I see no wait. toilets. No way I'm Pee-related or, or pee-related? What did you say? <laughs> I said pee-related. Oh, yes, of course. Of course, yes. Mita Kimes? Uh, it's appropriate that I'm dressed like a Dalmatian, speaking of P-related concerns. Um, look, we all disagreed with ESPN's power index in the first yeah. block, so I'm going to repair our relationship with some synergy. That's the Tower of Terror, right? Like, they basically just ripped off the Tower of Terror, and I guess if you like rides, go on it, but I wouldn't do it for that much David money. Dennis Jr., 30 seconds of FaceTime. It's June, which means it is Pride Month, and I want to take this time to salute all of the LGBTQIA plus athletes who are out there paving the way and, you know, being wonderful and great and brave and doing tremendous things. And, you know, we have to acknowledge the fact that we also have to make these places more acceptable and more, you know, um, loving to them. And this is a perfect time to free Brittany Griner. 
Thank you, David Davis Jr. David, I heard your appearance on ESPN Daily with Pablo Torre uh, about your time at Davidson with Steph Curry. And Pablo asked you if you ever played beer pong with Steph, and how did you respond? I was the original Splash Brother, baby. <laughs>